0: Hello and welcome to the Fun Kids Bookworms podcast. My name is Bex and I love books and hopefully you do as well. On today's show, I'm going to be chatting to some amazing writers from the Beano. We've got Fern Cotton stopping by to talk about her brand new book, Happy from Head to Toe. And I'll be recommending some brilliant books you've got to be checking out at the moment. But first, let's go over to those Beano boys. It's Craig Graham and Mike Sterling telling us all about the newest adventure in Dennis the Menace's Land. All right then. I am joined now by two titans of the Bino industry. <laughs> uh, Mike and Greg, how are you doing?
1: Really good, Bex. Uh, happy to be here.
0: Now, I'm I'm obviously thrilled to see you, but I do feel like I'm missing your your third writer, um somebody called Daily.
1: Well, Somebody called Daly, yes, but I think you should tell <laughs> the listeners her full name, please, Ben.
0: I didn't want to do it. I was hoping you would. You tried
1: to trick us, but I you did. can never kid a kidder. I
0: know, I did try to trick you, but you, you caught me out. IP Daly.
1: Yes, and well, that's nothing to boast about. <laughs> no, uh, yeah, I mean, IP is Ivana a, a, a Page Daily, Sure. And, and and she wants more than a page, doesn't she? <laughs> yeah. she, she really drives us yeah. on. Uh and she is; she's the brains behind the books. We do all the the kind of dirty work, I think. But uh, yeah, and, and, and you know, we've been in Bino town a wee bit longer than IP Daily, so sure. I, I think that gives us the the ability to to negotiate with her. But she's the boss.
0: She's the boss. Okay, she's in charge of you. We should say you've got a brand new book out in your Beano series of books. You've got so many books out. Let's face it. Uh, and the new one, let me get this right, is the Bogeyman of Bunkerton Castle. Uh, Craig, Craig, can you tell us a bit about it? What's going on in this book?
2: Yeah, well, it's really cool. I mean, Beano Town is the most amazing uh, town in the world, really, as we think. Uh, Mm -hmm. And Bunkerton Castle is the oldest building in Beano Town, and it's owned by a character called Lord Snooty. Yes. Now, that sounds like quite an old-fashioned person, but actually Lord Snooty is 10 years old, and he's one of Dennis's pals from Beano. Uh, but it was his ancestors who built Bunkerton Castle and it has many, many spooky secrets and strange goings-on and uh, basically it's the location <laughs> for the ultimate sleepover for Dennis and his friends.
0: It's a perfect uh, a perfect book for this time of year. It's a little bit spooky. You've got a little bit kind of creepy going on here.
1: That's it. I mean, we, we, we dare the reader to take part in the sleepover with the characters and, and, and see if they can stay there the whole night. Now, obviously... Spooky as it may sound, it's packed with laughs as yes. well, because that's what we specialise in. If we were doing scary stuff, I don't think we would get too many people at the, the scary movie we made. But I think it, it's got that feeling of a kid's sleepover, hasn't it, Craig? We, we try to, we, we get to speak to, you know, we've got our own kids, but we also get to speak to kids every single week when we're at Bino. So we, we find out about what they're doing and sleepovers, what they would most like to do in a sleepover. Yeah. And then it's really easy for us then to create a story that kids will kind of recognise themselves in and and that's why our characters are so popular because they're just regular kids doing regular kids stuff but they've got extraordinary imaginations. Yeah, it's kind of pumped up to the marks.
0: <laughs> it's, it's so cool. You mentioned the characters and of course they're characters that our listeners and your readers will know from the comic. You've got Dennis Menace, you've got Nashi, you've got of them. makes my favourite. Um, and <laughs> this is like extending the world. This is a whole big story about them and, and lots of other stories have gone before obviously. Is it quite tricky though to write for the characters and to make them into. Books rather than comics.
1: No, it, it, in some ways it's easier because what you get in the comic every week, it's like the the edited highlights of the characters' lives. Okay, I like and, that. And the book lets us extend it a little bit more, and, and and it's almost like we can let the readers experience more about what the the kids are doing and do these things over longer time frames and come back and we can explain how the characters feel. You know, you often see that in the comic from the the, the thought balloons that, that 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 rise up from the characters' heads. But in the, in the books, we can do that a lot more effectively and and, and we're able to do more stuff with Nasha. And, and most of all, you know, the the really cool thing is anybody who enjoys the comic will will recognise those characters because we've got all the visual uh, treats in the books yeah. as well, which we're really proud about. And,
2: and also, the comic's 36 pages, so we're, every week we're kind of cramming as much as we can sure. in. But there's always stuff that there just isn't room for. So, you know, like, in, in the books, we've got a couple of hundred pages so we can tell you what a character's favourite colour is and yeah. what their best joke is and, you know, what they collect, mm. uh, what kind of oddball hobbies they might have and what makes them really interesting and maybe what worries them as well because everybody worries. But in the comic, we, we don't really talk you about what worries people. It's a bigger but, window into the world, isn't yeah, it? I yeah, mean, yeah. We, we
1: were talking about it on, on our way to see you today, Bex it, about how the, the, this story was inspired by an exhibition we did in London last year in in a lot of ways, because we we did an exhibition about the the, the art of making mischief at Somerset House in London. Of
3: course, yeah. And
1: one of the ideas behind that was that Lord Snooty uh, had had brought his art uh, and his collection of modern art, that he collected modern art. And the exhibition told the story of how Famous artists have been inspired by reading Beano to become famous artists. <laughs> so we just wanted to extend that a little bit. And the really cute thing about it is, you know, Craig was mentioning about Lord Snowy. He was in the very first Beano. So back in nineteen really? thirty-eight, that is the only character who was in the first edition of the Beano who's still in the Beano. And we've modernised him. And in this story, he he actually moves to London. So you know, you've got this like, this really exciting Paddington Bear vibe going on as well. You know, so it's.
0: So you're telling me that not even Dennis the Menace was in the original Beano?
1: No, but Dennis didn't come along uh, until the fifties, oh. and that's when that's when we went all kids. So that was when Bino went fun kids in the nineteen fifties oh, okay. because all the stars were kids. Uh, and and but before that, you know, the the the, the best kiddie star in and Bino was was Lord Snooty. So that's why we wanted to. Not bring them back, but, but put them in the spotlight again sure. a little bit.
0: I loved the Beano a lot as a kid, and I think getting this book, I would have been thrilled because it just meant if you've got your favourite character, as for me, Ivy the Terrible, me the Minx, those those females, um, I would have been like, yeah, I can find out even more about my favourite characters from all of these books. So if you're listening right now and you're a Beano fan, I mean, this is an absolute dream. This is amazing. Yeah. Do you guys have favourite characters? Do you have a particular one that you kind of affinity to?
1: I I do. My answer's quite boring, Bex, because. I, as a kid, you, you loved Minnie, I loved Dennis, but it wasn't because I was like Dennis, it was because I wanted to be like Dennis. Well, I, was like Dennis kid, yet, sure. I was quite a safe kid, yeah. I was quite a safe kid. Craig's got a better answer than me, more, more, more excited. Well, uh, uh, my favourite is the Bar Street kids. Yeah. So, and I know that there are like,
2: lots and lots of characters but they're also when they get together, they they are like one character as yeah. well. You know when they like each Bar Street kid is amazing, but when they're all there in the one place, that's when they're truly incredible.
0: I that that strip as well was really good. I you've, now I just now I'm going on memory lane of Beena. The, the and of the numskulls and Roger the Dodger, Billy Wiz. I honestly I could talk for hours. And the
1: great them. thing is all these characters, you, you the books have. Bash Street School in them, so you know all the the characters that you you enjoy in the comic. Maybe you know, or or, or maybe your you know your mum, your grandma uh, has has read about in the comics. They all occur in the books too, some in big ways, some in little ways. and this story, the the kind of star I would say is is Gem. She becomes. As much as Dennis and Nasha are always our heroes, I think you know the the uh, without without James' contribution and this story, I think the bogeyman would would be yeah. even scarier <laughs> Yes, <He laughs> <might win. laughs> well the, the thing about Bino is it's all about the friendships
2: between yeah. kids you know and and the way that kids kind of face a, a world which is you know as as much as we might like to pretend uh, it kinda of is run by grown ups yeah. Ooh, sure. his, <laughs> Uh, but and you know, like friendship is how the kids fight back against that a little bit. So they team up. Yeah. Friends are yeah. really important for Dennis, and and you know JJ really comes into her own in this story.
0: Now, before I let you go, I noticed at the back of the book you've got a little quiz there, and I just wanted to check what your answers would be. Now, maybe oh. do you remember the quiz? I don't know if you remember it. Uh, it's it's uh, would you rather be chased by quiz? And I was just just interested to hear your answer. Uh, would you rather be chased by first of all a Medusa or a Minotaur?
1: For me, definitely a minotaur because the medusa could f- turn you into stone and, and I'm scared of snakes anyway. Minotaur, I could, I could kind of just imagine them being a bit kind of mmm and, and not really <laughs> being that fast. So I reckon I could escape I them. I think for me it would
2: be different and it would be oh. the medusa oh. because I think I would be transfixed by the snakes and then literally petrified by by her gaze uh, yeah, and that's, I don't know, I don't like... It chill you out. You don't yeah, like it Yeah, super
0: scary. <laughs> oh, like, yeah. would you rather be chased by a Bigfoot or a bogeyman?
1: Ooh, d- d- well, I-, I don't think we're giving away a massive spoiler here, but the Bigfoot in Beano Town's a good guy. Yes. Well, not a good guy, a good Bigfoot and uh, so, so the Bigfoot definitely because they would give me a cuddle. The, the bo <laughs> the bogeyman, as you'll find out in this book, is 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 not to be messed with. Uh, yeah, don't 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 don't. Uh, yeah, don't pick I, on I the would, bogeyman. Uh,
2: yeah, the the uh, Bigfoot in Beano town is called Biggie Smells. and I'd, <laughs> I would rather be chased by uh, Biggie Smells than a bogeyman.
0: I mean, how can you not want to be actually? chased <laughs> with that name. Uh, finally, uh, a witch or a werewolf.
2: Ooh, I would say a werewolf.
0: Any reason?
1: I think it's cooler.
0: (laughs) That's a great reason, to be fair. (laughs) You get
1: good witches. No, do. Uh, yeah? Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, do you know, my favourite movie when I was a kid was The Wizard of Oz. So it would be a witch so that I could pour the water over and oh. dissolve her. Oh, what a world. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'll man. get
0: you, my <laughs> precious. <laughs> I love that you've thought this through. Brilliant. Uh, well, guys, thank you so much for telling us about the new Be no Time book. And I assume there'll be many more still to come, right?
1: Well, yeah, we hope so. As, as long as people keep reading them, we'll certainly keep uh, writing them. And we're already... Uh, this this book is book five in the series so far. We're already writing book seven. Wow! Uh, you do, you, do, at you, at you not moment, skip so. that
0: book six. You have got book no. Six. It's right, book, okay. book
1: six is is almost ready yeah. to All roll, right, okay. and, and and so so yeah. So so we're already on there, and, and yeah, we, we, we hope. Uh, we, you know, we can keep bringing in more and more characters into the the book world, and concentrating on 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 on, you know, bigger and better stories. And and I, I think what what you see as well, the really cool thing is everything we do in the books feeds back into the comic mm-hmm. and the other stuff. So just it just gives us depth, and 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 that that's that's our privilege to get to. To, to make some of those decisions or, for, or, or just to help those decisions that the kids are making come to reality, I think, would be yeah. the best way to put it.
2: Yeah, I mean, our job is to make Beano Town bigger. Yeah, sure. And more detailed, you know, and, and the bigger it gets, the better
1: it gets.
0: That's so. absolutely true. Well, guys, thank you so much for telling us all about it. And hopefully we'll see you soon for more Beano adventures.
1: Definitely Becks and Minx. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, that's what
0: I wanted. <laughs> awesome stuff. I could talk about the Beano all day, every day. I love it so much. Uh, Next up, we're going to go over to Fern Cotton now. I love Fern. She's so lovely and chilled out and relaxing. And she's got a brand new book to help everybody else be as relaxed as she is. It's called Happy from Head to Toe. And across basically like six chapters, I would say, from talking about your face to your belly to your toes, she goes through your body to help you relax and chill out. And here she is to tell us a little bit more about it. Hey, I am joined right now by TV presenter and author, Fern Cotton. Hey Fern, how are you going? Hi, Bex. I'm really well. How are you? I'm good, thank you. I'm even in a better mood than usual because I've read your book and I feel on top of the world. <laughs> good. That's the plan. It's an amazing book and it's um it goes a little step further than your previous book, I would say. Um it's all about like not only understanding, you know, we've got these feelings inside us, but kind of why we have those feelings as well. Um it's called Happy from Head to Toe. Can you tell us a little bit about it?
4: Yes. So it's um, the book is sort of plotted out like a, a journey through the human body. So we start with the head and the face and looking at all of your features and what's going on in your brain. And then it moves down the body, looking at different ways that we can help ourselves feel happier, certainly calmer. And it tackles subjects like nerves, feeling anxious about things. Anger, you know, none of these emotions or feelings are wrong. I think, you know, sometimes we assume that we shouldn't feel a certain way, but I don't agree with that. I think, you know, we should be able to freely feel whatever emotion is present. But of course, if we are feeling an emotion like anger or nerves, or we're just feeling really anxious about something coming up, we do need tools and ways to help ourselves feel better so that we can then get on and have fun and be with our mates or, you know, succeed if you're doing something you really love, like playing a sport or creating something. So there's lots of different tips and tools in there that I've learned along the way, but also I interview lots of really interesting people in the book to hear their thoughts and their experiences of all of those emotions and different circumstances. So hopefully there's something in there that will make you feel better or just give you a a little tip or a trick if you're navigating something that feels a bit tricky.
0: Yeah, like you say, you've got some amazing uh, guests in your book that our listeners might know, like Tom Daly. You've got also... um, You've got, I was reading it and there was a tapping expert and I've never heard of tapping before. And this was a few people and they were brand new to me. So can you tell us how you found these people?
4: Yeah, some of them I I already know because of the other books that I've written for adults or other projects I've been working on, like my podcast. I get to meet so many interesting people. So some I already knew and then... Others just sort of turned up at the right time really I was sort of looking into certain subjects and then uh, was led from a friend through to one of their friends a friend of a friend of a friend and then ended up with the right person for that section of the book so yeah there's there's all sorts of interesting techniques in there we spoke to Tom Daly specifically about visualization because I think that's a really key tool for adults and kids to navigate scary prospects. So if you've got an exam coming up or you've got a big netball match or something that you're feeling nervous about, um, Tom gives some really brilliant practical advice about how to deal with that because often you can't sleep the night before or you feel a bit... You know, you've got a funny tummy in the morning, or your breathing's really quick, or you can hear your heart racing. Tom gives brilliant advice from his own experience of being an Olympic diver as to how he deals with that. So he is great. But yeah, tapping is very interesting. I've. Um, I've used tapping here and there. And also my son Rex has used it at times when he's felt anxious before bedtime. He used to get very anxious before bed or feel scared about being in the dark. And tapping is a really good way to use your physical body to help your mind get prepared for something or to relax and and chill out. And you're essentially using your fingertips to touch certain points of your face You know they're 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 all listed in the book, or you can look online. You can Google it, and certain points on your collarbone and also on your hands, and it's just a way of getting your mind to go, oh yeah, I'm safe, I'm okay. And sometimes you use something called affirmation, which is. A very powerful sentence that you use which might be I am safe or I am okay in the dark whatever it might be whilst doing the physical activity and it's just a really cool instant way of just calming your nervous system down and and feeling a bit better so that was a, a very interesting section of the book
0: it's uh, so packed full of amazing tips. Is there one in particular that you've kind of used or one that you've discovered when you were writing it where you were like, oh, actually, this is this is
4: amazing. I'm going to use this more yeah. often. Yeah, I mean, definitely the visualisation. I think also there are some really cool, easy things that you can do. I wrote a little bit about earthing which is just walking around barefoot which is just really good for our physical bodies or being in the sea with all the negative ions that are created by the movement of the waves just being near the sea or in the sea is really good for us so there's lots of simple things like that that I like but I also really enjoyed the section on nutrition and really understanding more about how the food we eat uh, impacts us in a negative or a positive way and and looking to to really make that connection between food and your brain. So that was a a really interesting section as well. But yeah, there, there's there's lots in there that I learned and um and that I've been talking to my own kids about as well.
0: Uh, you also feature in the book um some really good tips as well. You've got like a braille section, uh yes. you've got um uh, sign language, you also describe a bit about ADHD. Um that, that's great. And that's something that often isn't mentioned in other books like this
4: for kids. Absolutely. was that important to Put there as well. Yeah. So, um, my friend Betsy, who is eight years old, is blind. And she has an amazing YouTube channel where she talks about um, her life, but also sort of just imparts her own wisdom. She's incredibly wise. And she's taught me a hell of a lot about braille and also the special typewriter that she uses that has a similar feel to braille on the top of it so that she can type as well and it's also been really interesting learning from Betsy all about how her other senses are sort of super heightened her hearing and her touch if if we were to touch braille we really wouldn't be able to decipher the difference between certain patterns which relate to each letter but betsy's fingertips are so sensitive she can completely distinguish which feel is which letter which word and i've learned so much from her that's been really really interesting and i've also been very interested in adhd i just did uh, an online course uh, a couple of months ago well I did two actually on ADHD just because I wanted to learn more about it and to understand it better um, quite a few people in my life have ADHD and some friends even as adults have been newly diagnosed so that was really interesting I think looking at neurodiversity how all of our brains work differently is really fascinating. And for us to really understand that, so that we don't expect the same from everybody out there, knowing that everybody's brains work differently, everybody's bodies work differently, and really honouring that and really owning that so that we can all move through life um, with as much ease as possible. So it's been really interesting learning about all these new subjects.
0: I have to say, I was trying to follow the braille, like the signs in the book. And I was like, could I read this? And I was like, absolutely not. No, yeah, so not it's so
4: amazing. Good. It's amazing. Betsy's very, very cool. She's actually just written a book, which I think will be out very soon. And um, yeah, she's just very, very smart and just a, a wonderful person.
0: Oh, incredible! And and um, you've done all this research. You've clearly done some courses. you you've got like a lot of science in the book. Are you going to become a doctor? Will we have Dr.
4: Fenn <laughs> Cotton? Very soon? definitely not. <laughs> no, I don't have the patience to go and do three years of anything. Uh, well, to be a doctor, it'd be more than three years. But no, I'm. I like. I love learning. I don't like learning. I love learning about new topics and learning from different experts out there. Um, but I'm very much the conduit between. People wanting to learn and the experts. You know, I I'm just a uh, avid learner myself. So if I can meet brilliant people that I think have got wisdom or expertise to share, and I'm lucky to have a platform, I'm definitely going to share it. So I'm very much the the middle person in this scenario. Um, and yeah, I I don't think that's in my destiny to become a doctor, but I'll certainly write more books. Great. I was just checking in case I had a Fun Kids exclusive there. I just wanted to make sure. <laughs> you definitely um, don't. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, well, Fern, thank you so much for telling us all about the book. And it is out
4: uh, very soon, I guess. It must be in September? It is out very, very soon. I'm sure you can pre-order it anyway. So yeah, I hope you enjoy the book um, and I hope that your your kids enjoy the book and that everybody really enjoys learning from all the brilliant experts I have in it.
0: Now we've got to tell you about some brilliant books coming out at the moment. One of them is Pippi Longstocking Goes Aboard. This is from Astrid Lindgren and it's illustrated by former children's laureate Lauren Child, so you know It's going to be a beaut, let's face it. This is a celebratory tribute to the strongest girl in the world. It's the 75th anniversary year of Pippi Longstocking. And this is all about Pippi and her pals, Tommy and Annika, having the best time ever, going to the fair, buying all the sweets in a sweet shop and getting shipwrecked for the weekend. Yeah, could be interesting, could be fun. And if you're a fan of Pippi Longstocking, go and check it out. Next up, you've got a brand new book from Alex Bell Explorers at Stardust City. Now, Ursula and her friends are in a race against time. The collector has taken Stella captive and is hungrily snatching up all of the beautiful places of the world in her snow globe prisons. She needs to be stopped. But first, they've kind of got a finder. They have a lot of people to help them in their quest, including a pirate queen, a ghost ship, and a few other galaxy fairy rockets up their sleeves as well. It is pretty brilliant. If you want to find out a little bit more, just search Explorers at Stardust City in your library or your bookshops. That's pretty much it for me today. Tune in next time when we'll be chatting to Cressida Cowell and we'll be crowning our Fun Kids Book of the Month. See you soon!